the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Yorma Kirko, and Mysterious Desmond making his final stand-in appearance for... Ray Mack. And we're sponsored, as always, James Joyce Irish Pub Istanbul and Grow Radio UK. What an absolutely fabulous show, Shakers, we've got lined up today. We have a fantastic guest, singer and all-round funny lady, him, Roberto Summers Crook, who will also be joining us for the usual fun and performing a duet with our Yorma later on in the show. My name's Morgan Freeman. You may have seen me in a movie or two over the years. Remember, if you live a life of make-believe, your life isn't worth anything until you do something that does challenge your reality. So follow the Black Milkshake Boys and tell all your friends every Friday. Got that? Shakers, it's been weeks and weeks since we've had our last guest, and it was Jonathan Highleg. And it's great, absolutely fantastic to have a lady's voice on our show today. Kim Roberto Summers Crook, folk rock musician. We were talking about this, Jimmy. Absolutely brilliant to have you on the show, Kim. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you very much, Seth. Or sirs. Thank you very much, sirs. (laughs) I'm honoured. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're delighted to to have you on. God, you look you look green. you look absolutely fabulous. Oh, thank you, darling. So do you. I'm I'm loving the green t-shirt. It's very Irish. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say on it? Pink Floyd. Pink, Pink Floyd. The wall. Okay. There you go. It's very All trendy, right. isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. His his very wife smooth. works for H and M, and she gets him all the seconds after. They don't want them anymore. So well, actually, they don't. Well, that... she gets the original, the new, brand spanking new. But she, but she says I have to remain slim fit and medium. I cannot if I go into large, extra large, the impossible for me to get it free. But is she is she the one that's feeding you? She's feeding me. Yeah, feeding me, <laughs> loving me, taking care of me. Uh, I was gonna. I was going to say, then, then um, she's going to have to just provide salads, isn't she? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, cake, she... cake isn't <laughs> going to do it, is it, if no, she wants that... you to remain <laughs> slim fit? And I was yeah. just actually thinking to myself earlier today, you know, it's been such a, a mad couple of months. I'm actually trying to remember how we got in contact. <sighs> I've got a feeling I was looking at some of your posts, actually, on, on Facebook and said something hopefully witty <laughs> and and oh, okay oh, see I'm, I'm a bit of a, a Facebook tart I make friends with everybody um and and once that happens then I just bombard you with with uh, everything I do and you go oh okay yeah yeah you know we're we'll listen to you Kim please don't beat me with a big stick so it was probably <laughs> something like that I think it was I couldn't work out if you'd found us or we'd found you but either way I think it was a you know, a few miles west of you, it was clearly a meeting in Devon, wasn't it? But uh, yeah. <laughs> so for people, Kim, who, who don't know you, why, why don't you just tell us who you are? Well, I'm a uh, five foot two fuzzy <laughs> ginger bird. Um, with <laughs> <mouth>. <laughs> um, I find it a little bit difficult to keep still most of the time. But uh, the favourite thing I love to do, of course, is sing. I do it in lots of different ways. Um, I'm in a couple of bands, which, yes, are folk. I do recording of uh, original music where possible. At the moment, I'm songwriting. Haven't actually recorded any of my own stuff, but I've done a lot of 
very well artists that I adore local mm-hmm. artists actually and and taking some of their pieces and reworked them and recorded them with their permission of course don't have to run up the road going I'm stealing it <laughs> nothing like that happens um a work in progress is uh, set to go out and perform pubs and clubs and basically anyone who have me <laughs> perform quite a lot of festivals with the bands um I also as a day job I suppose I sing Hey, quick question, Kim. I was going to say, just one thing I do want to plug, because this is quite important. So shut up, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no more cake. I'll tell your wife to stop making you cake. So (laughs) I I go into uh, residential homes with people generally that have dementia and work one-on-one with them, um, musical engagement, as we call it, because I'm not a therapist. I am a musical engager. And it's to promote their memories Mm-hmm. And to stimulate them, uh, when you consider that some of these people are totally immobile in bed, you get some amazing reactions. And, you know, it makes a big difference to them and to me, because I love doing it. So that that's pretty much my day job. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, that was my wife's first job, actually, doing what you were just talking about there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I could ask a simple question, seriously, uh, yeah. why did you ditch the day job, Kim, uh, and become a fully-fledged musician well I've worked pretty much all my life and tried to run a musical career alongside it Mm -hmm. I mean you talk to 99% of musicians apart from the um they've all got jobs you know you have to um so I've been trying to run a musical career alongside full-time jobs so I actually as I was saying I was in care I moved into um an activities coordinator role and mm-hmm. found that I could introduce my music into my job role. So, so lockdown <laughs> happened, um, and I thought, you know, that this is a good opportunity for me to really get my act together, concentrate on, on what I can do, find a way to make a good living out of it. Um, and it's, that, that's pretty much how it happened, really. I'm quite old to be beginning a career. It's not beginning, but pursuing a full-time job in, in music. Um, I know you can tell I'm only 23 and a half, but if you saw me in the mornings, you realise I'm 57. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems like you have you have no regrets about uh, going in this direction. Absolutely mm-hmm. none at all. It's, it is a joy. And I don't know, you guys, did you ever get to the point where you go, you know, every day now should be filled with joy. Or at least some joy, because, you know, a day without joy is a day, you know, a wasted day, isn't it? It is, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're all in the the same boat, really. I mean, none of us are are spring chickens. I haven't got Uh, a boat. Sorry? (laughs) She hasn't got a boat. (laughs) (laughs) And you live in Southampton as well, and you've not got a boat. How terrible. (laughs) No, you know, none of us are as young as we were. And I think, you know, all, all of us, uh, Ray and I have had the same kind of conversations as well. You know, um, we might have done things when we were younger and pretty much like you just decided that um, it's a depressing thought, really. But you realize that there isn't quite as much time left as there was. Yeah. So if you don't do what you want to do, really, you are wasting your time. So I massively, massively admire you for doing that. And yeah, likewise. Well, thank you. So you and, and the same to you guys because you're obviously doing what you love, which is fantastic. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's all good fun, isn't it? So you're yeah. you made that decision. You a lot of people had a lot of difficulties in in lockdown. Yeah. Um, a lot of people found that very very tough, and it was. But I didn't think of anything. I don't know. I didn't think of anything interesting to do. I was just wondering when it was going to be over. So the fact that you did that and you thought this is my opportunity. So how, how did it kind of take shape when you were starting well, to think this way? <laughs> it was a, it was a combination of a few things. Incidentally, by the way, one of the things that I did during lockdown to save my sanity, because we all struggled with that, didn't we? Let's be honest. Yep. Yeah, was, <laughs> I made gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I truly did. I made an awful lot of gnomes. Um, and, and they were all made out of like recycled materials and they were all based on people, actual people. And they, they got very popular, actually. And there was a little bit of a crossover with them, too, because um, one of the festivals that I, I ultimately end up going to every and, and singing at every year now, they, they actually asked for um, a gnome or a set of gnomes for their daughter to put on the wedding table mm-hmm. when they got married. So I did this for them. And then they asked me to sing at the wedding. So I went and sung at the wedding. And then I was accompanied by a very, very um, well-known guy in the South here called Matt Black. And he said, uh, come, da- come down, do, do these songs in my studio. We'll record them. So I was like, okay, okay, that'd be cool. Thank you. So I went down and recorded with Matt. And I thought, I don't want it to stop here. So... I, that really was the one of the turning points is when I thought, you know, I, I could be doing this all the time. So then I started to record more and more. I started to network with more musicians. Um, mm. I mean, on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, probably about mm. 80% of them are musicians or people in the industry, um, yeah. which is fantastic and they're very helpful, very helpful. I've also got um, my own music page, by the way. Let, let me just plug this while I'm here. Please do. Um, That's why you're is... here. <laughs> Thanks. It's from <laughs> Roberta Summers Crook Music. So um comes up with a little picture of me looking all pasty-faced. For, for some reason, the picture whited out a bit on me. But, okay, I'm, I'm still... It's still me. It's me. But anyway, so if you want to have a look... Uh, and, no, uh, lots of clips of well. you performing there, aren't there, with various bands? Yes, jumping around, showing off, because that's that's what life is about, for showing off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got um, <laughs> one of the bands that I'm working with, Plateford Common, which is a, a folk rock band. We've actually got a couple of ex-members of um, Mungo Jerry as well in Plateford Common, which oh, is really? quite interesting. Yeah. Um, in the yeah. summertime, wasn't it? That was the track by yes, Mungo that's Jerry, right, yeah. in the summertime. So, by the way, um, Kim, we've, yeah. We've just finished an album um, called Show Your Leg to the Country Man (laughs) which is is connected to one of the songs on the album. Anyway and details of how you can buy that are on my music page. Plateford Common is it? Yes, Plateford Common also there's a band that I front which is called Utter Buskers um, which is a group of five of us with four very elegant elder gentlemen Mm-hmm. who are the most amazing musicians. Um, so they're very sensible and stand on page. I take take the piss out of them all night and jump around like a ginger hooligan with my tattoo. <laughs> <and singing my head laughs> Nothing wrong with the ginger. 
<laughs> not, there's not. And, uh, you know, it's, it's enormous fun. We have the best fun. True or false segment part of the show, uh, Kim and Jim. God, that's got a nice ring. I like that. Kim and Jim, yeah. You're a poet and you don't even know it. (laughs) Okay. Live Aid, greatest, most pivotal live music TV show ever. Eric Clapton played both stadiums, kicked off in the UK, and he flew out right after to the JFK Stadium, and he played there as well. Kim and Jim. What do you think, Kim? um, Do you remember that live aid? I do. I do, actually. I do. I was um, working at hairdressers at the time. Um, I I think it wasn't Eric Clapton. I think think it was somebody else. Was it it Phil Collins? Yeah, it was. It was Phil Collins. He uh, he flew over really quickly. It must have made his arms ache. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a bad joke. Yeah, actually, I remember that. Historic 16-hour marathon, uh, ladies and gentlemen. July 13, 1985. Global sensation. And Queen's Freddie Mercury, Kim and Jim, stole the show. Yeah. I, at the time, I actually thought that as well. It, it wasn't because, you know, it was all over the newspapers and everything, but he was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and people thought that Queen were finished, didn't they, really, at that point? And it was, not, not at all. We're back. Where no. were you guys exactly on that day? You said you were in the hairdresser, Jim. I was at primary school at the time because uh, I'm still a very young lad. And uh, <laughs> I set up a uh, car boot sale at home, selling things, uh, charging people 20 pence to play on my Munchman machine. That was uh, commercial <laughs> Pac-Man. And I made £70 for wow. charity. Good man, good skills. Can I tell you where I was? I was right up there in front of every single Wembley act. Were you there? No, did you go? In my sitting room in front of my two-channel TV. (laughs) (laughs) From start to finish, the only time I went was to eat or have a piss. (laughs) You had me there for a minute. You had me there. I I was around 13 or 14. I was loving it at home. Bob Gildoff had to hitchhike home after You the were gig. not 13 or 14, by the way, but carry on with your question. I was 13 <laughs> or 14, excuse me. You'd, have, you'd have been about 25. Get away from her, <laughs> me. <laughs> You're going to get a smack in the face of me the next time I see you. <laughs> I was nine, so you were not 13. I think anyway. I was about 19, 19, something like that. Yeah, I, I would have been. And so was Ray. 14 or 15, no. <laughs> yeah. Do the match. Can I finish this? Bob Gildop had to hitchhike home after the fecking gig because there was no taxis left. Wow. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> there was a sign at the Wembley door oh, and it says, check your egos at the door before you start the gig. Good skills on that. Queen came out champions. Bowie faced the impossible task of following Queen on that day. But if anyone could follow the iconic performance, it was the star man Bowie. He delivered a four-song set of the highest calibre and he wrapped up in perfect fashion, Kim and Jim, with my favourite heroes. 
Yeah, I love that song. I saw Midger the other day. In real life? Um, I went, I, yeah, I went to one of his gigs. and um, Oh, I see. He actually played. It was only in a, only in a small venue in mm-hmm. Southampton. And at the end, he played Vienna. And the pub went insane. Absolutely insane. It was so cool. He's tiny. He's so tiny. You could actually. He is, but he was a major part of that show himself and Gildorf. Massive part of it was down to him. I mm. had no idea mm. what a prolific and talented man Midjor is. His songwriting is impeccable. If you ask uh, Alexa to play Midjor, you'd be amazed what she's going to play for you because mm. the different genres that he covers are incredible. Oh, well. I'm sorry, say? am I talking too much? Not at all. <laughs> no, you're not. That's what you're here for. I guess. Kim and Jim, question number two. Gonna like this. Johnny Logan. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake, Johnny Logan. Will you stick him Turn up your Turn down arse? the role. He turned down the role of James Bond before it went to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Jim, do you know I'm who joking. Johnny... Logan in a pair of budgie smugglers coming out of the sea. I can't see it. <laughs> Should we just say true? Go on, then. True. False. Yeah. I meant that. I meant that. You cheated. You didn't give me a chance. Go away from around me. Liam Neeson turned the role down. He had, he had expressed in his strong feelings the interest of the role until his girlfriend at the time, actress Natasha Richardson, intervened because she was wary of what Neeson called the gorgeous girls in various countries getting in and out of Bond's shaken and well-stirred romper room. <laughs> he is a bit of a tart, though, isn't he? Come on, be honest. <laughs> Liam Neeson. No, no, Bond. Bond's a oh, bit Bond. of a <laughs> I just got confused with all this Johnny Logan, Liam Neeson and James Bond business. Oh, yes, absolutely. She went, she went on to say she wouldn't marry him. So he turned it down as she made it clear that Big Man was taken, leaving the license to Trill in the Bond romper room free for Pierce Brosnan to collect, sorry, license to kill. Oh, yes. I, I like trail, actually. I yeah. I there was a budgie seed called trail. Yeah, it was. I used to give it to my budgie. It, it, I, I never used to buy it myself. It always was a bit cheap, I thought. But... <laughs> my favourite out of all of them is Connery. What about you guys? Favourites? I, I, I definitely would give my bird seed. Uh, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> that was fucking joking me. That sounds like I something off Blind Date, Kim. <laughs> I, I recall seeing him in um, uh, Wuthering Heights, and he was so handsome. I just fell in love with him. He's, those, he's just oh, dark eyebrows, big brown eyes, beautiful hair, <laughs> and a bit posh. He was lovely. Straight on to the songs, guys. Now, there was many, many songs in James Bond. Golden Eye, License to Kill. Choose a favourite track, guys, from the uh, Bond series. The Living Daylights, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, that was good. My favourite was View to a Kill. That was good, too. Yeah? Uh. I've got to go with For Your Eyes Only, Sheena Easton. It's the song. Uh, Sheena Easton is is a, a good singer, actually, okay, but that song, is is beautiful for your eyes and only. I remember the yeah and I remember the film that goes with it you know the intro film that goes with it and it's all bubbles and sea and people swimming and it's just beautiful 
incredibly mm-hmm. well written songs, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're, yeah, they're, and they're all beautifully recorded. You know, beautifully orchestrated. They're, they're impeccable. Uh, they must spend months and months and months on those tracks instead of just like you know running in the studio, getting them done, coming out again. You know, yeah. in some ways, I, I prefer the songs to the films. You know, I was never a huge James Bond film uh, mm. fan, to be honest, but um, it was entertaining and all that. But I don't remember any of them, but I remember the songs, you know. Now, here's a great fact. Kim, you'll love this, Jimmy. You'll love this. David Bowie and Sting were almost Bond villains. Take a listen oh, to this. Oh, really? Yeah. David Boy, David Boy was having nothing to do with it. He declined it outright. He was all loved up with his little China girl at the time. So he was bonding in a different way in his Starman romper room, Kim. I see. I see. What's a romper room? Is that somewhere you keep children's clothing? <laughs> What's a romper room? No. Yeah, Kim, it's like you no. Keep children's sleeping clothes. Or no. Because that's what romper is, isn't it? No. No. It's where not. it's where you might a room where you might make babies jiggy, jiggy. to fit into those clothes. Bond, James Bond. If you think Bond, about Bond. it, every every time that James Bond has has copulated, mm-hmm. I mean. That man Fornicated, so many... discarded women like exactly. trash. Yes, I agree. Now, you don't see them going, oh, just a minute. Have you got a condom, do you? Mm-hmm. Or, or <laughs> I didn't, did you take your pill this morning? You must have like billions of, of you know, double O, three and a halfs running around. <laughs> Question number three. Are you ready, guys? Yeah. Yes. Crowing first at dawn is a privilege granted to the highest ranking rooster... British English, highest-ranking cock. True or false? So who's who's granting this privilege? Is there, do you have to, like, apply for it? Is there a register? Do you have to go on a training course? <laughs> you know, I mean, who's voting? Are the hens voting? You know, who's, what's, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> My father-in-law <laughs> lives, lives on an island. <laughs> Seriously, Marmor Island. And it's a three-hour ferry ride. And the highest-ranking rooster takes to the podium of cock-a-doodle-doodling, and then, sweet Mary, Mother of God, all hell breaks loose when the rest join in. It's either perpetually fantastic, or that pecking order can be pretty brutal, Jim. (laughs) You're going to love this, guys. Roosters do not have a penis, John Thomas Pecker. A rooster's sperm is produced and carried inside his body and stays viable at body temperature. Once a rooster has made it, partaken in jiggy-jiggy, his sperm can stay viable inside a hen's body for up to two weeks. Wow. Wow, I did not know that. So that was why you were asking me this week if I could download a cockerel crowing. <laughs> yes, yes, you've been planning that all week, for God's sake. <laughs> As... All the hens will be queuing up down the... Down the doctors for the morning after pill, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> they will. G'day, possums. This is Dane Midner Everidge speaking from Wagga Wagga in Australia. I love to follow Ray and Yorma on Facebook. Don't worry about punctuation and capital letters. Just type Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast Darlings without writing the darlings. By the way, 
please tell a friend to listen on Spotify and Apple. Follow the boys, darlings. Your podcast needs you. Bye, possums. Now, obviously, you, you said that lockdown really, really gave you the, the kickstart to do this, but you were performing before, weren't you? I think you used a phrase before, I, th- I think, when I spoke to you uh, last <laughs> week, you said you were catapulted out of between your mother's legs singing or something like that, I think. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a lovely image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that sounds awful, doesn't it, when you hear it back? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we put it another way. But uh, it was kind of weird because um, until I reached 21, I didn't actually realise that I had a a um, a talent uh, that it was a credible talent that I had up up until that point. I I didn't realise, and then I was kind of a bit bored one day and decided to go and audition for a reggae band and. No, I thought everyone could do this. So I walked into the the rehearsal and they said, oh, uh, here's a line. Can you harmonise to it? So they sang, where she passes, da-da-da. And straight away I went, did the harmony to it. And they all went, yeah, you're in. <laughs> you're do, in the do you band. want to show us what you did? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm No, you're not. <laughs> no, I really am. I really am. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... It wasn't until I was actually 21 years old that I realised that I had really mm-hmm. did have something that I could could use and work with, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just one of these oh I want to be an astronaut things. Yeah, of course. No, were you a family I mean. musical, Kim? Um, my dad, he's he's from the Falklands. He's a Falkland Island cowboy, right? Um, and he plays guitar <laughs> and loves country music. Mm-hmm. Um, he really is a cowboy. Right, right, a a horse and round sheep up and all, all sorts. Cowboy sounds so much um, better than sheep boy, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's good singer, my dad. And my mum is half Italian. And she actually had quite a good voice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, she used to sing lots of lullabies to us and and stuff when we were kids. And you sort of hear her, hear her singing when she was in the bathroom cleaning the toilet, that sort of thing. You know, Do you think tower. that's where but, the uh, music influence came from, Kim? I would say so, definitely, to quite a strong degree, because uh, Dad always had his guitar out. We are always having a sing-song. My sister was a prolific singer as well. She actually decided not to, to, to carry on with it, uh, although she did quite a lot of performing in pubs and stuff when she was younger. So, And my son sings. And, right. uh, no, I think these things often do run in the family, don't they? Uh, then you get a freak occurrence every now and again. But that was great. I was wondering when you were saying that, you you know, you didn't realise that you actually had a talent till you were 21, if that was because it hadn't been encouraged at home. But Well, my sister, as I said, was she was the one that picked up the guitar. She was the one that uh, my parents thought, oh, she's a singer, and they pushed her to sing. And I kind of didn't kind of recognise it in me. So I, I, I got um, uh, into dancing. I did a lot of dancing. I'm not going to demonstrate that for you, but because <laughs> it, it would just sound I, I brilliant of, on air. Never. That's why I'm saying I, I didn't take myself seriously with my singing, mm-hmm. and I don't think my family really did. I, I suppose they went, "Oh, yeah, she can sing," but it wasn't wasn't anything they went. You should be singing, mm-hmm. you know. So it mm-hmm. was, it was. But in a way, I I I prefer that. I would rather have been 
a child that made its own choices yeah. um, with regards to pursuing music than a child that had been pushed into it and you know you must go and rehearse now you've got another lesson you know all this sort of thing so yeah. um, in a way I'm kind of grateful that it worked out like that yeah oh, I, th I think that's absolutely fantastic it's really inspiring and I think it's made you happy as well hasn't it just a bit <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like the, to hear. The song I um, the song I sent you over. Did did I tell you the history of that, or did you want to go into that later? Or no, please, oh, please, you, do, please you, do that. No, Jimmy, wait. Uh, I was gagging to ask that question earlier on. The track I played actually last week was called Circuit, and I just wondered who wrote it and what it was all about, Kim. Yes, it's quite an interesting story. So. Um, I quite often go out and visit other bands, go and watch other bands, because you always learn. You can always learn more. You can always network more. So I went to see a chap called Dan O'Farrell, um, who's mm -hmm. got loads of stuff on YouTube, if you look, by the way. And Cold Circuits is on there as well, his original version of Cold Circuits. So I went to his gig, and there was a couple of songs I picked out of his set, and I said, oh, I really like those, Dan. They're really good. Can I give you a compliment about that, Kim? Sorry. I played that to my wife uh, a few days ago, and she said to me, that really sounds like Mary Black. This is a huge compliment because she's one of my favorite folk singers oh. in uh, Ireland, oh. Mary Black. Yeah. I mean, bar Dolores O'Riordan and Sinead O'Connor. I mean, I absolutely adore and love Mary <clears throat> Black. You know who I'm talking about, Jimmy. But my yeah, wife said that sounds a little bit like Mary Black. So there you go. A compliment from my Turkish wife, oh. Kim. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mrs. Wife. Thank you. <laughs> it's very kind. Yeah, please, yeah go on, please. Um, so anyway, uh, much later on then, I was looking for material to record and I saw that another artist in Southampton had actually picked up one of Dan's songs and performed it. And Dan had said, this is lovely to have uh, someone else performing my music. You know, he didn't have a problem with it because, of course, you could. You could have mm -hmm. a problem with it. It's mm -hmm. your material. And so I actually contacted him and said, I love this song. Would you mind if I recorded it? And he said, no, go ahead. I'd love you to. So I did. Um, went and saw a company called Singvid up in, where are they? Up there. <laughs> and some really cut some really talented chaps called uh david payne and adam nightingale who run a studio up there and also do lots of videos and manage people and all sorts of stuff and i took it to them and went up to them and they helped me record it dan actually did the guitar on it as well which is really nice all of the vocals on it are actually mine which is yeah i guess that really quite the, yeah, the backing got, vocals got, are absolutely amazing. They're so strong, mm -hmm. you know, kind of complimenting mm -hmm. your lead as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's we, just me. Well, we we played <laughs> that on our last show, and I, I was blown away by it, and I know you were as well, Ray, and I've played it several times, and it, it it's oh, been quite a while. Maybe it's because I'm a bit older now, and, I, you know, I'm not checking out what's in the top 40 every week, but it's been a long time since I've actually heard something new that has really really made me want to listen to it again and again and again so thank you oh it's it's lovely it's but there are so many different things in it, it it's quite 
difficult to to actually categorize it but of course you've got a nice pop chorus with it as well to an extent yeah. i hope that's not an insult no 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 not the stacked vocals sound quite gospel yeah and yes that, also that was, i noticed yeah. that as well there's a lot David going on, recorded. but it's a fantastic vocal performance. It really is. And a beautiful, pure song as well. Thank, thank you. It, Dan is an outstanding songwriter. He's so prolific. There's quite a few of his songs that I'd like and I'd love to do. Um, oh, I spoke to him about it. I hope I might get an opportunity to. We, we gave Dan a credit on our last yes. show, actually. Ray, you read it out, but I forgot to tell you who he yep. was, unfortunately. Uh, but his name was out there. We'll thank him again on this episode as well. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Dan, one of his uh, distant relatives, was an Irish seaman who actually sat, settled in Southampton. Ray's uh, got some kind of involvement with Irish seamen in Southampton as well, but that's a different story <laughs> altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask? You'll be, you'll be beating my anchor, won't you? <laughs> Don't you pay any heed to him, Ken? A pair of Kim, anchors. <laughs> if, you could, if you could open a show for any artist, who would it be? It would be John Martin. Oh, Sweet um, Little Mystery. Oh, God, that was a brilliant it. track. Some of his folk oh. stuff's amazing as well. He's so clever. Yeah. Not Big John, weird. wasn't it? That was his nickname, wasn't it? I, oh, I went to actually got to see him in Southampton, and it wasn't that long before uh, he passed away, bless him. And to me, he's huge. He's just this huge megastar. 6465, um, yeah. Big John, I think that was his nickname or something. I can't remember, yeah. I don't know. He didn't look that big to me. I mean, I had had a few rum and cokes, so that might make a difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, in my memory, he was like this funny little man in this dark blue suit with stains all over it. And what came out of his mouth was the voice of angels. I mean, that, mm. his, I just... Oh, a fantastic, adore. fabulous voice, yeah. Mm. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, have one of your podcasts running in my ear. Oh, do you really? Female mastication. <laughs> Where's that, that going? So I don't know. You'll just have to chew okay. it over. Okay. Is it coming out your end? No. I think you you're tuned okay. into last week's episode. Can you hear it? Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> Will I get my son? Yes, please. It's a very short walk. Okay. No the podcast has stopped. Yes. Yes. Great. I've done it. How bizarre! How bizarre! I can't get away from you guys, can yes. I? No. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, Ray, one of your friends uh, contacted me today, uh, Pauline Weir. Yeah, from Balanau, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ireland. Yeah. She, she said she was out shopping last Saturday and she was going for a walk listening to us. And she went into the shop and one of us said something and she just burst into laughter. And um, in the middle of the shop and everybody stopped what they were doing. And people were coming over to ask if they were if she was all right. And then when they saw that she had an earphone and they said, God, yeah. you must be listening to something funny. And she passed on the link. So now, Kim, you're a, a great singer, etc. And I don't know if you knew this about me, but I always wanted to be a singer myself. You know, I, I do hum a little tune to myself every every now and again. And what I always wanted to do is to sing with a professional. and. Um, I thought this might be a wonderful opportunity. Would you sing a song with me? <laughs> <laughs> most, most definitely. I might not get it note perfect, but it won't sound flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is probably the maddest request that you've ever had. But <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a backing track for it then? or is it No, I've not, unfortunately. Oh, okay, it, it, that's fine. We can go uh, Acapulco, can't we? 
Acapella, yes. I'll, yeah. I'll do a bit of ad-libbing behind you to make it sound pretty, okay? Okay, good, yeah. Warning, the following sketch contains flash photography. Viewers may wish to cancel their television license or BBC poll tax as a result. And tonight, Matthew, you have to imagine that I am a green duck wearing a big nappy, and this is Orville's song. I wish I could fly right up to the sky, but I can't. You can. I can't. I wish I could see... What folks see in me, but I can't. You can. I can't. Look over. Yes. Nothing that you can say will change how I feel today. I know that we'll never part. Now hear what I'm saying. Orville. Yes. Who is your very best friend? You are. I'm gonna help you mend your broken heart. Thank you. <laughs> I wish that I had a mommy and dad, but I don't. You don't? I, I don't. I often pretend my sadness will end, but it won't. Oh, it will? It won't. Look over. Yes. Now that I'm here with you, there's nothing that you can do. So why don't you make a start and hear what I'm saying over? Yes. Who is your very best friend? You are. I'm going to help you mend your broken heart. So does this mean although I'm green and not exactly bright, you want to care and will be there to tuck me in that night. Well, I'll always be there, old Phil. The other birds laugh and say that I'm daft and I am. You're not. I am. They tease me a lot and call me a clot and I am. You're not. I am. Look over. Yes. Nothing that you can say will change how I feel today. I know that we'll never part. Now hear what I'm saying, Orville. Yes. Who is your very best friend? You are. I'm gonna help you, man. Your broken heart. Thank you. Pivotal. <laughs> but skills. Brilliant. <laughs> Very well done. That is Samuelville voice. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> was Ray under the desk chewing your knees to help you get to the, the high bits? I, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing under there, but <laughs> whatever, it, whatever, it, <laughs> whatever it was, it worked. Oh, it's, oh, God, yeah. Thank you so much for that. It was just such a, a silly idea, but uh, 
I, I kind of suggested it on Facebook and I was sort of taking the piss because I was on a, not out of you, but I was on a bit of a high on, I think it was on Wednesday when I suggested that and I was just feeling very silly. And I thought, well, you know, <laughs> flippant remark here and there. And then I thought to myself, let's do it. And and Ray, are you okay? You look, you look a bit scared. <laughs> no, it actually, it, it turned out brilliant. It was good, like off the cuff. I mean, I think it was done fast and furious, and I think it worked brilliant. <laughs> well, fast and furious, head banging. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, I tell you what, whether you enjoyed doing this show or not, you're never going to forget it, are you? Never, never. I've had a blast, actually. You guys are nuts. I like that. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's called Mysterious Desmond, even though I made up the name. I'm cursing myself for it now. I was actually looking forward to this. Oh! He needs a jingle. He needs a jingle. That that is a jingle. In fact, you know, Ray, when you come back from this fictitious psychological holiday, we we might as well just call you Mysterious Desmond from now on anyway and have that jingle. You're willing me bollocks. <laughs> Ken, what would you say is one of the best things that you've learned about yourself through music? In uh, last new year, um, I went to a, it was like, a, they called it bandioki, um, where you get up and do a performance and, and basically they, they sort of give you a song. And um, I did simply the best. Um, it was mm-hmm. recorded, videoed. Um, I reposted it. Um, the other day on on my page and also on my music page and didn't think any more of it and then that, that was in the morning and that afternoon they were broadcasting that Tina Turner had passed away so I'm, I'm not going to sing ever again because it kills people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I think the way that we sang today, my dear, is a life bringer, not a life ender, wasn't it? <laughs> my goodness. We don't need another hero. I don't know. I, don't know. I think, I think all, all Bill's going to be gasping for breath once he's heard that. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I think so. We're going to have to resuscitate him, the whole thing. Yeah. Do you know, the funny thing is, I I can't do impressions at all. I can do lots and lots of accents. I do lots of the voices that was, on the. That was good. Yeah, yeah but I can, brilliant here. I can do Orville. I can do George and Zippy off Rainbow. Ooh, George again. Stop it, George. I can do these yeah. things. I can do these kind of puppet things, and I can do. Yeah. Dame Edna Everidge and things like that. But I can't do real things. I can only do, I can only mimic caricature things. And I wish I could. Somebody sent me a message last week, uh, this week actually, and said, oh, your Donald Trump impression is brilliant. And it's not me. It's I told you it was. it's AI. I yeah. can't do that. Uh, I can do the accent. Very good. But I can't get, yeah. to get somebody else's voice. It's the same when you're singing as well. You can sing in tune. But to try to sound like somebody else, I mean, 
okay, you could argue if you're doing covers that it's actually boring if you try to sound exactly like somebody else. But there's also a real talent to that as well, that mimicry, isn't there? And Well, there is, there's a market for it. Um, you get lots of looky-likey, soundy-likey mm-hmm. bands. There's an entire genre, um, you know, of, of artists, bands that go out and do that and earn a lot of money from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you always hear original artists going, oh, you know, you know. But in all honesty, as you say, it's a highly skilled job. If you can do that, um, you know, good for you. And and they get paid exceptionally well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. market for it. Yeah, and anything with entertainment, you know, you can be the absolute top, and that's great. But most people who are in entertainment, I suppose, like all of us, really, what we're trying to do is enjoy ourselves and earn a penny or two if we can. And you do it whatever way you can and whatever your skills are most suited to because we can't all be Freddie Mercury, of course. And um, So do what we can. And if I'd say if you're great at impersonating somebody, do it. I don't know. Do do you think I could get any money out of impersonating Orville? Um, I think you need a suit, a green fluffy suit. Yeah. Um, Well, Ray's got one, actually. And I think you could... (laughs) do very good job of terrifying kids at Halloween yeah. parties. Yeah. I, I, by all means, absolutely. I, it's I a think bit seasonal though, isn't it? Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go yeah, for, well, I'm going to have to go for something else. You, you can freak kids out any time of year. You know, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay. I think we'll go over and do a bit of psychiatology. Psychology working out your inner psyche, rectal polygraphs up your hiney. No more lies when it's up your bum. Solving problems, we get the job done. Brutus Himbler's Institute of Psychology. Mysterious Desmond, now you've been with us for three weeks, I think. And standing in for Ray, who's been undergoing emergency psychological profiling in Beltsville, Maryland, USA. Now, most of our listeners are pretty impressed with your performance. And Dr. Brutus Himmler, who's, well, Kim, he's sort of our boss in a strange way. He's really interested, Desmond, in hiring you at some point in the future. When is Um, that Nancy boy coming back, by the way? Well, this all depends on what happens today, really. But, however, in order to to gain Himmler's trust, um, what he'd like you to do is engage in some psychological profiling, a bit like Ray used to have to do. So, if that's okay with you, Desmond. Okay, go on, go for it. Right. Uh, I'm up for it. So, now, of course, what you need to understand is that Ray was a little uncomfortable with it at first, but he's grown to love it. And actually, he's now volunteering <laughs> to spend a month at the Dr. Himmler Institute because he feels that this really helps his psyche. So now, all this involves is eight questions, very simple questions, the simplest questions. And Kim here can help you if you feel nervous. Now, Desmond, what you need to know is that Kim spends quite a lot of time in um, old people's homes and things like that. So she she's not frightened of... You know, the things that some of us no. might be no, shamed by no at fear. all. No fear. Absolutely. No. That's great to hear, Kim. So there's nothing to worry about, Des. Okay, now if you're ready, just follow my instructions. I'm trying to be calm. I'm 
leading you down Dr. Brutus Himmler's instructions. So I just need you now to um, unbuckle your jeans, if you can. Yeah. Um, do I have Kim, to do what he did, yeah? Yeah, you do. Sorry, Kim, you don't need to do this. Uh, just put them back up again. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, right, so, okay. Uh, belt off, Des. Uh, trousers down, okay? You're down. Trousers down, okay, good. Yeah, I, I heard it. Now, just try to relax. Bend over a bit. I am. Okay. Kim, could you pass me the Swarfiga, please? <laughs> I'm actually looking away at the moment. Sorry, yes, yeah. here's, here's just, the Swarfiga. It's it's a nice green colour, the same as his T-shirt. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. So that that's right. Okay, easy now. And uh, there we go. Okay, right? Jeez, right. that wasn't too bad. Deep breath. Uh, oh, honestly, wasn't I promise. Bad at all. The pain will soon ease. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. That will not help. Um, but Kim will help you with the answers to these questions. So, okay, if you're ready. Question one. If you're visually impaired, what is your biggest area of weakness? A, nose, B, eye, or C, scrotum? <laughs> I, I think I think you're probably going to have a bit of trouble seeing your own scrotum. See you out of, honest, yeah. Unless you're, like, um, going to be sort of folding yourself in half. That, that would... <laughs> So, what do we think, guys? I'm going for B. I. I. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, question two. Which <laughs> of the following words is most similar in meaning to enigmatic or ominous? Is it A, mysterious, or B, moist? <laughs> it's that word, isn't it? It's that word, moist. <laughs> But I'm not, I didn't think of that one, Kim. You know, I, I was going, my, my, you know, because my name is Desmond. So I was going to go yeah. mysterious. Okay, so what, what do you think mysterious. it is? Which one is most like enigmatic? Is it mysterious or is it moist? I'm going for mysterious. Okay, Kim, do you agree with that one? I, I think so, because my toes are curling so much with the word moist. <laughs> 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 okay, good. So we'll go with that one. Question three. The late, great entertainer Des O'Connor's full first name was A, Eric, B, Dorothy, or C, Desmond. I think you've got to go for Dorothy, really, haven't you? Just because it's such a pretty name. Yeah, but it's, it's important yeah. that Desmond oh, okay. tells the truth. So It's okay. Desmond. Desmond. Okay, good. Okay. Now, question Absolutely. four. I have to speed things up a little bit. But question four. Now, Desmond. I want you to imagine that you've been picked up for shoplifting again. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, you're guilty. There's, there's no doubt about that. But you know, and your wife knows, more importantly, that if it goes to trial, you're going to be looking at six months. Okay. There's no question about that. So, so you, obviously, you decide to confess. Okay. And take the fine. So, what I want to know is, which word is most similar in meaning to confess? Is it A, admit, or is it B, deny? These shops are very heavy. They're very difficult to lift. Yeah, they are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, confess, is it most similar to admit or deny? I'm going to go for confess. No, that was my question. You have to choose either admit or deny. <laughs> I'm going to go for deny. Are you sure? I, I think you should go for admit, actually. Yeah. All of that lifting shops up as you put your back out, you've obviously damaged your brain. Take yeah. my word for it, mate. Yeah, it's, and he's going to end up in prison as well. 
Yeah, so yeah. I would have yeah. to admit it. Yes, exactly. And on heart. Okay, yeah, okay, good. I'm going to go with you, Kim. All right, okay. So we're going to change the change the scenery a little bit now. The Silverback Mountain Gorilla. Okay, can you picture it? Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, now, do, do you know that that animal has the strength of 20 full-grown men? Anyway, what I really need to know, and Dr. Himmler really needs to know, is how many ears does the silverback majestic gorilla have? Is it A, three, or B, two? It's, it's the, this is a bizarre question, isn't it? It isn't is. Isn't it, Des? Yeah. It is, indeed. <laughs> Where would he have his third yeah. ear? Where would it be? Thanks. I'm glad well, you I, called me Des, because too many people <clears throat> are calling me Raymond, and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it gets confusing. Oh, yeah. I'll say Raymond. Where would this third ear be if you had it then? Well, it sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? What would you mm-hmm. say? What would your instinct be? Silverback mountain gorilla, three ears or two? I'm going to go um, whatever you say, Kim. Well, I, I, I would imagine sensibly two. Yeah. Okay. And I think that makes sense because they're maybe three. They, they are related to us after all, aren't they? So aren't they just speak for yourself, mate. For yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to say two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Question six. Um, it's hay fever season again, unfortunately. So which of the following symptoms are typical of summer allergies? A, sniffing, or B, penis captivus? <laughs> oh, dear. Being a, being a bit I'm going to leave it again, Kim, to you. <laughs> well, I, I get hay fever all the time, so it's, it's clearly sniffing. But I really yeah. wish... I knew what penis captivus was. I'm going to go look that up in a minute. Yeah, do. And, uh, we, we also explained yeah. it two episodes ago, exactly what it is. But, um, yeah, you think sniffing. Uh, Desmond, what do you think? Sniffing. Sniffing. Okay, good. Okay, we're getting towards the end now. Question seven. Which... <coughs> excuse me. Question seven. Have you got penis captivus, mate? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to edit that bit out, but I'm not now. Uh, so, question seven. Which of the following famous Irish people, Desmond, is your sexy next-door neighbour? Is it A, current Taoiseach and medical doctor Leo Varadkar, or B, Mrs O'Leary? Mrs O'Leary. I'm going to have to go with you. I, I didn't tell Raymond, but I'm two-timing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the final question, and, you know, you've both been great in this so far, so we're going to finish off with something sweet. Okay. So which of the following chocolate bars is essentially a Mars bar with peanuts in it? Is it A, a Twix, B, Penguin, or C, Snickers? Well, I, I would have said Marathon. He's too young for marathons. You don't even know what a marathon is, do you? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) These questions are not my questions. These are Dr. British Himmler's questions, so we need to stick to the text. Is it A, Twix, B, Penguin, or C, Snickers? Yeah, I I agree with you. It is Snickers, formerly called Marathon. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's good. I'm going for Snickers because it reminds me of Mrs. O'Leary. Okay. All right, that's good. Okay, so... I'm just getting this up on my screen now. The results are in, and the polygraph appears to be showing that you were actually being truthful, Desmond, uh, with all your answers. And Dr. Himmler, of course, believes that honesty is usually the best policy. Now, it, it didn't hurt too much, did it? 
No, not too much. I think you're okay. You get used to it, you know. Uh, it smarts yeah. a bit for a while, but, you know, you forget it's up there after a while, don't you? But anyway, I'll whiz through the answers so that Dr. Himmler can find out your innermost secrets, if you don't mind. So starting with number one and then number two and then number three, then I'm going to go all the way up to number eight in sequence. It's, it's almost like counting, you know. Um, I'm going to just read out your answers to those questions and let's see what that gives us. So, uh, one, I, mysterious, Desmond, admit, two, sniffing, Mrs. O'Leary, Snickers. Snickers. Uh, <laughs> 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 How revealing. Now, Dr. Himmler says, apparently according to this, that... Uh, let me just read this. It's just come on the screen from America. It says, apparently, you are an opportunistic sleazebag um, underneath the mild-mannered surface, and you're just like Ray in almost every way, and therefore <laughs> a great fit to stand in for him anytime he needs. So on behalf of myself and Dr. Brutus Himbler, congratulations, Desmond. You are fully part of the team. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Black Milkshake, best post of the week. Post of the week's shakers uh, comes in from Steve Richardson in Canada. Hello, a, lion, a lion was getting rather old and slow and having difficulty catching its prey. It decided it needed a new disguise so the other animals did not know it was a lion and would not run away. So off it went and goes into a fancy dress shop and buys a gorilla suit. Full of pride, it then heads for the watering hole to see if it can catch something with its new ape-like disguise. On the way, it came across two eagles sitting on a rock. The eagle says to him, Hi there, Mr. Lion. And the other says, Hey, where did you get that groovy gorilla suit, pal? Radiant, sir. Radiant. Don't you, sir? Oh, yes. <laughs> the lion is well and truly pissed off and frustrated and perturbed. How the feck did you know I was a lion? The eagles then sang, you can't hide your lion eyes. You can't can hide your lion eyes. <laughs> Good skills, the main man. It's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show, Kim. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, we're we're looking so forward fun. to it. Yeah, tremendous. thank you guys. You are... I've had a real laugh, honestly. Yeah, well, thank you very much too. It's been brilliant. It's been brilliant, and uh, you'll have to come back on again. I'd love to. I really yeah. would. I'd love to. I'd You're looking forward fun. to that, Kim. It's it's not for everybody this kind of show, you know. I mean, it's one thing listening to it, but the other being, you know, a, an assistant in an old people's home inserting a rectal polygraph. <laughs> it's not something that everybody could do. So really, take that as a compliment that I asked you to do it seriously because we have people who want to be on, but not everybody can be on. That's the thing. So. Seriously, Kim. I mean, you came on the show and you, you took a stab. 
at everything that we asked you to do. I mean, that's great. That's called participation. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. We do want you back, please. Just just let me know. Give me a shout. I'll be there. You're superstar. Thanks for having me. I love your humour. It's so out there, you know, and everybody needs that. It's good for your elf. Good for your elf. Getting back to your gnome (laughs) collection before, by the way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ding dong, you're not wrong. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the show, to get in touch with us. Follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast on Facebook, especially if you're in Malaysia. And don't forget to look Kim up either. She's on Facebook, she's on YouTube, she's on Spotify, various other places. Yes, and don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks, many thanks to Kim Roberta Summers-Crook, Erin McAndrew, Dan O'Farrell, Orville the Duck. The late Keith Harris, James Joyce Irish Pub, Dr. Brutus Himmler, Grow Radio UK, and the absentee landlord himself, Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, Shakers. That's another Friday podcast wrap, Shakers, from our local juicer, James Joyce. As the Eagles once sang, take it easy. And as the Black Milkshake Boys always quote, good skills. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023